Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Let it rain! Remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. It is Wednesday, October the 23rd, 2019. As we look to pick up the pieces here from uh, an opening night of the NBA, opening night of the World Series. And we head into game two tonight. And of course, only four teams got to uh, go on the hardwood last night. The rest of the league back at it here today. So plenty going on in the world of sports. And I know you're all just gearing up for the big Thursday night football matchup. I mean, some of you are probably calling in sick to work. Uh, The idea that you could actually kick back and watch the Minnesota Vikings and the uh, Washington Redskins. I know how excited you've got to be. So there's always that coming up also this week. But first, of course, we got a World Series, the 115th World Series here, people. And uh, here's a trivia question for you. Uh, What exactly is harder than winning 19 straight decisions in Major League Baseball? The answer is 20. 20. Yeah, that would be the answer, because uh, as we all figured out last night, and unfortunately, some people cost them a lot of money to figure that uh, that answer out last night. The uh, the Astros at home uh, taking on the Nationals. Scherzer Cole uh, as a baseball fan, as an investor, you could not have been happier with the matchup. It's exactly what we've always wanted to see. It's what we've been talking about forever. Give me the best versus the best. And the two guys that have been doing it at a ridiculous level for a long time got on the uh, got on the hill last night. And I think it was quite obvious rather quickly that neither guy necessarily with the A game, it was going to be a grinding out effort as the Astros just took a bunch of pitches, making sure a work. And Cole, same situation there. As much as he tried to work around guys, he made a few mistakes that they made him pay for early on in that game. And ultimately, you had a 20-year-old kid uh, who uh, couldn't stop shaking at his first at bat, uh, going up against the best pitcher in baseball, and uh, and he won a lot. Uh, ended up taking him uh, taking him yard, of course. Uh, Zimmerman, you got a 35-year-old or 20-year-old. You could not have asked for a better game one of the World Series that had a lot of drama and, oh, yeah, a plus 180 underdog uh, walks away with the victory here. And uh, and now, all of a sudden, the Astros, from being a 2-1 to one favorite, guys, in this series, 2-1, to one, uh, are down one nothing, and yet they have not faced the best pitcher the Nationals have. They're going to do that tonight. And, yeah, Verlander, as good as he has been, not exactly uh, dominating here over the last couple of times, guys. So if I'm the Astros fans, if I'm Mattress Mac, I'm probably not running to put another million dollars right down on the Astros just yet. Uh, We've got ourselves a series. So uh, sweep, I don't think so uh, for either team. But, yeah, this all of a sudden now shift the advantage to the Washington Nationals, Dane. 
uh, they are not nearly uh, just going to sit there and allow the uh, the Red Sox, uh, the Red Sox, the Astros rather, to walk all over them. It's not going to happen. And pressure is now on Verlander and the Astros tonight. Yeah, good morning, Joe. Good morning, degenerates here on Make It Rain. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. I mean, listen, Joe, we know, and, and Joe Buck said it, you know, any of these starting pitchers that go in the first three games are capable of pitching a shutout. And so that's why we yesterday thought that Washington at plus whatever it was, what was it, plus 180, something like that. We knew that was the value. And 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 this is what we saw. I mean, first of all, Juan Soto hit a ball that still hasn't landed yet or did actually land like on the train tracks up mm. there. He crushed it. We've been talking about some of these young players in Major League Baseball, whether it be Bregman or Gleyber Torres. But Juan Soto is certainly one of the best ones out there. And what I thought was interesting, Joe, honestly, was Scherzer goes five innings in 112 pitches. You know, you talked about this, the idea of them. They saw a lot of pitches with Cole, but the Astros pitchers saw the same thing with Scherzer. And I think that's what we're going to see more of, especially in the beginning of these games. Okay, trying to get the pitch count up for Stroudsburg and Verlander tonight so we can get to the bullpens. I thought it was very interesting, Joe, that after Scherzer, they brought in Patrick Corbin for one inning. I think that's interesting. They alluded to the fact that they may do it again. And so you can see it's kind of all hands on deck, but it is still going to come to who can string together the most hits. And you saw the Washington Nationals rally a few times yesterday. Yeah, and uh, we... Listen, you you have a series here that the Astros have always had the advantage because of the big three. And right in any series, you are going to give them a nod because of, you know, who they got running out to the mound for three of those games in a series. And, you know, the Nationals were the only team that could neutralize that advantage. And then it really comes down to two teams that are made up very similar. And this is always going to come down to which bullpen can come through in the end. And last night, the Nationals, advantage of Nationals, their bullpen came in and was able to limit the damage and held on. 5-4, game one in the books. Now Verlander on the mound for them in, I don't want to say must win, but we already know uh, they've, they've kind of taken the advantage away from the Astros in a game I think they thought they should have won. Uh, but yeah, no, I think they finally realized that there is a team out there going to make you work and they're going to make you work hard. And the Astros kind of did the same thing they did against the Yankees. They left 11 guys on base and they could not get that big hit like they did against the Yankees. They were only hitting 208 going into this series in the playoffs, guys. It's not like they've been mashing. We told you yesterday. The Nationals have the better hitting team in the playoffs uh, than the uh, than what the Astros have been doing. And it showed again last night where you can't allow Scherzer when you have him on the ropes. You, you just can't allow him. Neither of those pitchers had a one, two, three inning, guys. Not one. Every right. every inning, top and bottom, they had runners on base in an inning. They were never able to get into any groove, mostly because they had to work from the stretch. Every inning, they couldn't get into a groove in the windup because it's a single, it's a walk, it's a single, it's a... But the big hits came from one team last night, and that, of course, is the the Nationals. You can't leave 11 guys on base. You can't yep. have Scherzer on the ropes and let him walk away, Dane. I got, you know, what can you say, Astros? You had your chance. 
They went three for 12 with runners in scoring position. We were talking about the Yankees doing the same thing against them, not getting the timely hits. Yep. Houston needs it the same as anything else. Pressure on Verlander tonight. We'll see how he looks. Big time. And, yo, the odds haven't changed. Huh. I'll tell you what they are. Those are coming up here. Make it rain on the grid. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. So we have uh, we got baseball again tonight, World Series Game Two. It'll be interesting, Dane, to see uh, when the ratings numbers come out. Uh, I'm going to be very interested to see what this was last night. I do think the fact that the LeBron uh, Kawhi battle of LA wasn't on until 10:30 certainly helped the World Series. Uh, I also think the fact that Zion wasn't playing uh, for right. New Orleans also helped uh, the World Series ratings. And I also think the fact that it was, listen, a 5-4 baseball game uh, with, uh, was also very good. So everything pointed in the, uh, in the direction of you got to at least check in with the World Series last night. I'm wondering how that translated into ratings. We'll get those numbers a little bit later here this morning. But if you did tune in, it was uh, right off the bat. It was every inning was nail-biter. Because neither of these two guys, what people thought was going to be a monster pitching matchup, Dane, we had totals, we were telling you guys yesterday, three for the first five was what it went off at, six and a half for the full game. And what did we tell you about the public? Public was all over the unders. No way does Cole lose. No way does Scherzer give up runs. Well, the over cashed in the uh, before the fifth inning there. So had that working out for everyone Uh, way over the six and a half. Also way over the three for the first five. You could have gotten Max Scherzer in the Nationals first five at plus 165 plus 170 full game plus 180. And yet their best pitcher, the Nationals, Dane, isn't wasn't even on the mound last night. The guy tonight by far is the best pitcher on that team. And I'm looking at the odds here, Dane. It, it don't. It looks a hell of a lot like what we witnessed last night, doesn't it? Because I can tell you right now, the Astros' best pitcher, he was on the mound last night. Not tonight, uh, although he is, listen, he's tremendous. He's also sure. 0-4 in the World Series, guys. He has not won a game in the World Series yet. Uh, he's been good these playoffs. Strasburg, dominant. But I'm looking at still, I'm, I'm looking at plus 170 for the national. Am I missing some? What are you showing at FanDuel right now? It's similar. I mean, it's plus 160 at FanDuel and uh, Verlander and the Astros are minus 185. The oh. difference from yesterday, though, is the total is back up to seven and a half. So that there was short lived. Um, yep. <laughs> right. So apparently yep. everyone thinks that somehow, you know, Strasburg and Verlander are, you know, 
demonstrably worse than what we saw <laughs> yesterday in Cole and Scherzer. And yep. I mean, like, they're all Cy Young potential candidates. But what I would say, honestly, here's my leading indicator for this game. Joe, and you can give me all sorts of data. You can give me all sorts of trends. But at this moment, you know what I've seen with my own two eyes? I've seen Verlander get hit up his last three starts. I just have. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, yeah, I know the one against Tampa was on short rest and whatever, but the Yankees got to him a couple of times in the ALCS. That's what I've seen. Okay, I have not seen Verlander be this lights out seven innings, no runs kind of pitcher, which I believe he can be. I know he is. I'm not talking smack about Justin Verlander. All I'm saying is that in a in, you know, it's game two of the World Series. I don't need to know what like the Astros have done in their last 20 home games that were at night on a Wednesday. You know what I mean? I know mm-hmm. that I've seen Verlander, and he doesn't look like vintage Verlander right now. Meanwhile, I know I've seen Steven Strasburg, and he's looking, like you say, Joe, like the best pitcher on the Nationals. And I'm going to go with recent form as the most important thing for Mylene. I, it's interesting because you're right. The indicators have been there. And yet the, the and this is one of the traps and the pitfalls that betters fall into especially ones just getting into it. All you've heard about in the media and probably read about, if you didn't follow this team all year, is the guys won 18, 19 in a row. Uh, The guy that this team is just, he's been unstoppable. But you're right, Dane. If you watch that series closely with the Yankees and you watch Cole's last couple of starts, uh, he walked five guys against the New York Yankees his last time out. You know, I don't think people realize 162-game season for pitchers is a long-ass season. Then you add in a whole nother month of games, Dane, a whole nother month of series uh, for the playoffs. You know, these guys aren't invincible. They are going to start to slowly but surely wear down. It's what you've seen with Scherzer. It's what you saw with the Dodger pitchers, with Ryu. And, and Car- it, it's just a fa- it is a long-ass season, which is why managers uh, these days are trying to limit innings and those types of things sure. and pitch counts as best they can, especially if they have playoff aspirations. What I saw with Cole in the last couple of times out was, does he have electric stuff? Of course he does. But was he starting to maybe not get nearly as many of those sliders sure. and change-ups? So, it it happens. It's going to happen. Very few guys can maintain that level of dominance in Major League Baseball through October. That's what makes Oct- – this is where careers and Hall of Fame careers and people are made. People, I don't care what you did through 162 games. What would you do in October? Because mm-hmm. that's what separates you know, people from everybody else, the cream of the crop. And unfortunately, the signs were there for Cole that – yeah, he wasn't great his last time out. It started the game prior to that. Uh, and, oh, yeah, it just he just could not get. And I, I'll give credit to the Nationals hitters as well as the sure. Astros hitters. They made these two guys work. And you're going to get a lot of that this series, Dane. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. You know, we have our guy Jay the Sports Keg on a bunch, you know, and I'm I'm excited about some boxing matches that are coming up. This is like, you know. The championship fight in the 11th and 12th round, Joe. Yep. You know what I mean? They yeah. don't have much left. It's like the, the heart of the champion, you know, and all yep. that stuff. It's but cliche, but it's right. <laughs> it's the, That's what I'm saying. And now these guys, you know, who have at this point, what, 220 plus innings on their arms, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so, yeah. 
that's what we're going to see. And that's why the plan for the offenses is to spit on as many pitches as possible and get these guys into the sixth inning and try to attack the bullpen. Like, there's a reason why this happens. There's a reason Billy Bean called Kevin Euclid the Greek god of walks about 20 yes. years ago. You know yep. what I mean? This is this is what you do, uh, especially against a ridiculously strong pitcher. You have to try to get him out, and you're just lucky that you're getting it at the very end of the season where they're running on fumes. I'm not saying that either one of these starting pitchers can't summon the echoes and throw a shutout tonight. It's possible. They're they're that caliber. But this is the only option you have left as an offense to try to work the counts, to try to manufacture runs. You know, and 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 what we saw is that requires things like hits with runners in scoring position. And last night, the Nationals did it and Houston did not. That's correct. And they did it uh they did it pretty well too. Uh, big hits at the big moments at the right time. The difference between the game was the Nationals were able to make Cole pay. And unfortunately, the Astros kept leaving Scherzer. Just kept, Scherzer should have been out of there in the third inning, honestly. That would have changed the scope of everything. He was on the ropes in the third inning, the fourth inning, and the fifth inning. They had opportunities to blow that game open. And when you don't do that, when you give you know guys like Scherzer and Cole opportunities to come back and haunt you, that's exactly what they'll do. Which, again, tonight, Verlander, uh, this rest, by the way, uh, it didn't uh, turn out to be, um, you know, that uh, that a terrible of a thing for the hitters from the Nationals. Right. Uh, it's starting to grind. The Astros are really going to have to start to uh, to grind this out because it's not just the Yankees. Dan, the Astros are hitting 208 in the playoffs. I mean, this is mm-hmm. – it's not like all of a sudden they're wearing – they have not been good over the last, uh, you know, month of the season here. They're not hitting like what we are used to seeing them hit, including Springer standing at home plate, jumping up and down like he hit a home run last night. He pulled an Acuna, a Ronald Acuna, and ended up on second base with one out. And, oh, yeah, the next batter, Altuve, flies out deep enough to right where that game could have been tied. That's the kind of crap we're talking about that makes a difference when you get into October. Yeah. Listen, Brantley went 0 for 2 with runners in scoring position. Altuve went 0 for 2 with runners in scoring position. Bregman had a chance, didn't get a hit, and that's what it comes down to. We were saying this against the Yankees, especially in such a nip-and-tuck game. Someone's going to get a key hit with runners on. We'll see who it is. That's what it comes down to. And uh, don't want to add fire to the juice ball theory, but he did think that ball was gone. Springer did. Yeah, only it wasn't gone in his own home ballpark. I'm just saying. We'll talk some yeah, NBA. He's an outfielder. You think he knows night. how to read it. I'll show you this gaudy ring. Oh, God. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Who wants to light the lamp 
on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season. If you do, then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. You can get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey and you are not using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong, leaving money on the table. Don't do it. Enter the promo code ACTION. Get a 10% discount. That promo code is ACTION for a 10% discount. And remember, DailyRoto.com is where millionaires are made. And welcome in here to the grid, SportsGrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez. We do make it rain. That's why the name of the show here. And last night, those of you that backed the Nationals at uh, at plus 180 road underdogs. Congratulations. The over hits last night. The Nats cash on the first five innings at uh, plus 165. The over in the first uh, five innings at plus three also cashes at around uh, at uh, at better than even money. So it was a profitable night for those that backed the Nats. Not necessarily a pro. Well, no, just it was an awful night if you backed the Astros across the board there. But the good news is. You have a game two here tonight, and we told you the line looks uh, similar. You're still starting to see, you know, plus 160 to plus 170 for the Nats in Strasburg, and, you know, minus 180, minus 185, and that'll climb, I'm sure, as because this is what happens, Dane. Now the Astros have to win. So because they have to win, yes, that means that they're going to win. So I, uh, I fully anticipate that we'll be – that plus that minus 180, 185 number right now will start to creep up. We're going to get closer to $2 by uh, by this afternoon because uh, there's nothing like having to win, Dane, because very often in, in sports betting, Dane, because teams have to do something usually means it happens. Oh, yeah. Put it in the bank, right? <laughs> Let me tell you something, Joe. Let me tell you something, Joe. We have been doing the show together at this point for, I would say, like nine months, right? It was like mm-hmm. January, I think we started, right? And since then, you know, I've always been a fantasy guy and I have done more and more sports investing under your tutelage in the last nine months. Like I always dabbled and threw a couple shekels in, you know, right. but I've been doing it more and more day to day, understanding the, the reads more and more, getting a, all the insight from the experts as I really get deeper into the sports investing world. And I will tell you, Joe, over the last nine months, my two biggest losses, mm-hmm. okay, we're on the Tampa Bay Lightning in the NHL playoffs <laughs> and the Golden State Warriors in the NBA playoffs. Yep. OK, so now when you say the Houston Astros have to win tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what? <laughs> I ain't playing it tonight. OK, <laughs> or if I do, yep. I'm going to ride with Steven Strasburg. It's that same yep. exact theory, you know, right? That's Joe? Correct. Like we were talking about the Canadian uh, or the lightning. And I remember they lost game one to like yep. the Blue Jackets or something. Right. And we were like, <laughs> oh. It can't happen again. So what did I do? Like a fool? I like doubled the unit on it for game two. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then the same thing with the Warriors, right? I was like, oh, I love the Warriors. They ain't going to beat the Raptors. Well, Gabe Morency and all the fans at Jurassic Park last night will tell you otherwise. But then mid-series, I was like, oh. Now it's, oh, Durant is back. It's definitely going to happen, you know? And so that's exactly it. You can't fall prey to that, Joe. No. You you have to be uh, you have to understand that uh, just because something should happen has to happen want it to happen 
it doesn't mean it's going to happen. And uh, unfortunately for Astros backers and Mattress Mac and everybody else that uh, that Mattress bet on Mac. them in this series, you are going to have to um, you're going to have to watch this game here tonight and uh, be on edge and sweat it out a little bit because there is no way they can go to Washington giving up home field advantage and go down 2-0, Dane. It's already the numbers have switched as far as percentages. We know what happens. Teams that win oh, game yeah. one of the uh, of the World Series, very often and not close to 60% of the time, go on to win the series. So now advantage, Nats, you can't give them another game. So this is going to be a big one here for Houston, the Astros, and the Backers. But uh, you mentioned, of course, the uh, the Raptors last night had an opportunity yeah. to drop the banner and and uh, hand out these uh, rings here, guys, which huge. are some of the gaudiest things I think I have ever seen in my entire life. And, you know, I'm reading the description of what these rings is. It's uh, what's that? Who's that? Bovona says he's seen worse. You've seen worse? <laughs> of yeah, course. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the Boston uh, Red Sox World Series rings. All of them. Well, they're horrible. Well, that's well, horrible. Well, for they, uh, yeah. well, there's horrible, and then there's this. And uh, this is – and I think of what was it? Fred Van, uh, Van Fleet last night's like, I got to hit the gym, man. I, I can't even carry the damn thing around. A bunch of them. Sergi Baca yeah. was hysterical with it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I still yeah, think it's... the worst is the Houston Astros from 2017. Like, that was gaudy and just oh, – like, literally, like, Verlander, like, put his on. It was the size of his hand. Yeah. yeah, it is uh, the most, guys, 14 carats worth of diamonds, more than 650 total diamonds. Both of those numbers, guys, look at this ring, are the most ever in any professional championship ring. It is the biggest and the most disgusting thing we've ever seen. Now, they did get, of course, uh, replicas. I don't know how you replicate that, but... Right. I guess minus the diamonds, but you uh, you did get a bunch of cubic zirconias passed out last night uh, because every fan in attendance ended up getting one of these. They dropped the banner. Uh, it was nice. I mean, it was a good night last night, and fans were treated to an overtime game in which, and it's so funny, Dane, it's our very first NBA game last night, right? And wouldn't you know mm -hmm. it, it also included the very first Hashtag torn ticket of the NBA season because those of you that watched that game and backed and took the seven points with the New Orleans Pelicans, because let's face it, uh, we know in the past that usually teams that have celebrations on game one, they come out slow. It doesn't necessarily work out all that well. Yeah, well, New Orleans took it to them. For most of this game, they were leading right up until the fourth quarter when... Overtime, not your friend. Yeah, they weren't leading anymore. <laughs> and then uh, they coughed it up a little bit there, had a had a, um, had a, uh, a six-point uh, lead there at halftime. I mean, New Orleans was humming along, and then all of a sudden they clamped down a little bit there, took it to overtime. 13-5 to five was the, uh, was the right. final in the overtime period. That means Toronto went on to win by one, two, three... Yeah, eight points, uh, eight points eight. there, and a number of different missed shots, too, in the overtime period for uh, for poor New Orleans might have changed that uh, opportunity and that outcome. But those of you that took the seven, yeah, you had to be screaming and cursing because you were winning this game the entire night, Dane. Uh, oh, but yeah. congratulations. It's a win for the, uh, for the Raptors who looked, and it was very funny, Dane. That entire damn team, the only guy that was missing – Played in the late night, uh, that guy, right. Kawhi Leonard. But that team looked, 
ex- it is exactly the same damn team what we were rooting on and, and watching in the championship. And you know what? They, they, they played exactly like we thought they were going to play, minus the Kawhi, but still, right. they're going to be tough in the East. They are going to be tough in the East, and you're right. It's a hashtag torn ticket because, I mean, you know, Toronto battles back at the end. Even if they lose by a bucket and don't go to overtime, you're still chilling with your plus seven, you know. So I think you're right, and I think what we are going to have to see this season, you know, first of all, Pascal Siakam got paid, remember, this week, and he then comes, listen. 34 and 18, he's going to have to take that next step forward and assume some of what they got out of Kawhi Leonard. And I would think Van Fleet, who emerged as well in the playoffs as like a kind of like a cult hero, you know, they're going to have to continue to ascend and they'll be competitive in the East. But when, when, you know, when the, when the chips are down, right, you need your star in the NBA to deliver. That's what we saw in May and June, right? Kawhi putting them on his back. So when we get into the playoffs against the Boston, against the Philly, against the Milwaukee, they'll need one of those players to become Superman. But for now, and as a regular season team, yeah, Toronto looks good. You know they'll play defense, um, and they got got a good win. But, oh, for sure, hashtag torn ticket. You know what I was thinking also, Joe? Awful. Um, I saw during during the uh, ceremony, the Pelicans are there, like sitting there and watching it. Yes. Yes. And uh, there was think, a reason. Yeah, there was what, actually. What do you think a, that yeah. does for the for the psyche? Like I saw like Lonzo Ball chilling, staring at it. You know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, that was actually. Uh, it was funny. The uh, the coach Alvin Gentry, who made a couple of very questionable uh, decisions last night in this game, too. By the way, guys, but he actually. Uh, He was asked that very question, Dane, after Hmm. the game, as far as what, you know, like, what was that all about? And this is what he said. I wanted our guys to be able to see that, to to, to feel the energy in the building, really. And I thought it's a good thing and it's a good motivational thing. Yeah, so he uh, it was by design that he wanted them front and center to see uh, these guys get the ring. Minus, of course, Zion, who is uh, now out of nowhere getting a. uh, getting some sort of knee surgery, which I thought was interesting, too, because Chris Webber on the broadcast last night uh, dropped a bomb in the middle of it, talking or at least hinting towards Dane that this is all manufactured, that there really isn't anything wrong with his knee, that uh, there's something else going on, that uh, maybe they uh, they wanted to, uh, you know, keep him away and give him a little extra time. And yeah, so. Uh, I don't know who really buys that, but, uh, you know, Chris Weber, I guess, gets paid to drop bombs every now and then where it gets people talking, going, maybe this is all, maybe they're fabricated. Maybe something else is really going on. Maybe it's not a meniscus surgery. Maybe there really is because nobody can seem to pinpoint when the injury happened, which means it's got cover up, Dane. It's got, it, listen, tinfoil hat here, man. Could it be Zion's just milking it because he's not ready to play? I, whatever. I mean, <laughs> like, no. <laughs> you, you're gonna manage. You have to manage the minutes of a 20-year-old. Come on. <laughs> Welcome to Come the on, media brother. in 2019, dude. I, I just drives me absolutely crazy. Weber's uh, a- Battle of L.A. How did LeBron and uh, and Anthony Sharman Davis do? We'll tell you next. 
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. center stage tonight where you'll have uh, just about everybody else getting ready to hit the court boston philadelphia memphis miami knicks at the spurs uh you got the wizards dallas okc utah you go down the list guys you got uh, you got just about everybody else getting ready to go as toronto wins last night over new orleans at home in overtime uh, Pascal, we told you, uh, 34 and 18, and oh yeah, fouls out, by the way, in the fourth, and didn't even play in the overtime, which uh, kudos to everyone else for picking him up there, but that's what, uh, you know, that's what experience does for you. Uh, but there was a game last night, and it was dubbed the Battle of L.A. Why? Mm-hmm. Well, you got Clippers at home. <laughs> uh, at least a home team last night taking on the uh, the Lakers, and... Anthony Davis, LeBron James. And I thought it was fascinating because uh, the game goes off and I'm watching uh, early on, Dane, and it, it's just LeBron and company are running over the, the Clippers. I mean, they were just, they bum rushed them. And they had no answer for Anthony Davis. They had nobody that could really block him uh, at all, cover him. Uh, and it was funny. They put Patrick Beverly on LeBron, which I thought was hilarious because it was like, you know, it was David and Goliath there. Yeah. Uh, but it was funny. Something happened in the second uh, the second quarter there. Uh, and his name is, uh, oh, yeah, um, Kawhi Leonard, the MVP, all go. of a sudden kicked it into another gear. And just like that, this game was uh, completely tied, turnaround, made up 16 points. And all of a sudden, the, uh, the Clippers started to... Uh, started to push them around a little bit. And it didn't hurt, Dane, that the Lakers and LeBron, you know, listen, in the NBA, guys, you, when you add it all up at the end of the day, uh, it really would help if you shoot better than, I don't know, 50% from the field on all your throws, whether it be threes or twos or anything along those lines. Uh, very hard to win in this league, especially when you're going up against, like, oh, I don't know, the um, – uh, the reigning MVP, if you are shooting 37%, which is just about what LeBron and Anthony, and Anthony Davis shot yeah. from the field, uh, one of five from three, and when it was all said and done, yeah, the fourth quarter came around, and they just clamped down on the Lakers and LeBron, and I don't want to say anything, but LeBron had uh, had nothing but, Dan, you ready for this? He had nothing but excuses after the oh. games because he was he was asked, um, you know, what's it like to, you know, you, you lose this rivalry game and, you know, it was how, you know, was this, uh, are, are you disappointed? And, and this is what he said. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree on uh, how big of a test it was. It's the first game. 
you know, obviously it's the NBA is back, and, and that's what everybody's trying to have the narrative of, of a rivalry game, and it's a huge test. I think both teams are not who they want to be. Um, we have a lot of room to improve. We're a new group that's coming together. We have a new coaching staff. We have a new system, um, and, and it's not a rivalry. We're trying to get better every single day on how we can be uh, as great as we can be. We did some good things tonight. We did some not-so-good things, and, and, that's, and that's, that happens in game one. Uh, especially for a new club, so uh, we look forward to to getting in the film room tomorrow and, and seeing you know some of the mistakes that we made where we could have been better. At. Yeah, I'm I'm fairly certain the team you played at new club as well with uh, Kawhi Leonard, and all I heard is excuse, excuse, excuse. Because Dane, you tell me, do you think or do you not think that LeBron James and Anthony Davis went into that game last night thinking? We are going to make a statement in Coming game out, one party. here, That's and right. we are going to run this team over and prove who's kings of L.A.'s. Now it's, well, what's the big deal? It's only game one, man. Like, what? Come on, dude. It's like, And I think yeah. we're going to get this same speech for at least the first month of the season. Yeah, you know, and here's the thing with LeBron, and, you know, we hear Venmo Bryan, who's a big fan of him, obviously. Joe, if you read a transcript of what he said there, I don't think you'd have that big of an issue. On it, you know, like the words he just said were all technically true, right? Like neither team is who they want to be yet, blah, blah, blah. A lot of it was coach speak, no problem. For me Mm -hmm. with LeBron, he's almost crossed that threshold of just being like so aloof and thinking he's above it all a little too much. Like he knows so much more than everybody else. You know what I mean? Like we're bothering him to ask him mm. the question. And that's right. where I think my my thing is with LeBron. Because like technically the words he said were okay and true. You know, it's like the same thing that a Bill Belichick would say or a Derek Jeter would say. Like I am, But it's kind of the way he does it that is really off-putting. I, I just think it feels entitled and aloof and and kind of above it all. And that's the problem for me. Joe, but you're right. Anthony Davis, eight for 21, LeBron, seven for 19, like that. And a lot of that coming inside also, that's what's going to have to happen. And when you look at, and when you look at the Clippers, for me, like they're deep, Joe, this is without Paul George, right? Mm -hmm. But when you can have two guys that are in the top five uh, odds of six man of the year voting and Montrell's Harrell and Lou Williams, you know, and they're going to be able to rely on that all season long. And yep, they were able to clamp down. Uh, later on in the game. Yeah. New team uh, also. You're right, LeBron. Only their bench scored 60 points. Yeah. 60. 6-0 on your new team. All right? So they didn't have a problem shooting. That's right. But I, I find it hilarious Maybe they were gelling instead of filming movies over the summer. Exactly. Listen, I get it. It's game one. You're going to play it down. Nobody is crowning a champion sure. after one game. But the truth is... Context matters, my friend, because the idea that you weren't going into that game looking to run them over and send a message is totally the 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 idea that it was, ah, we're just, you know, we're working on things. Bull crap. You wanted to go in there and steamroll them and prove to everybody you're kings of L.A. Well, guess what? You got somebody got steamrolled on that court, only it wasn't uh, Kawhi and company. 60 damn points yeah, the off the bench. Like, are you – and without Paul George? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, let me let me know how that works. Uh, let me know how that works out this year. I, I think there is disappointment. They're going to win their share of games because of the mismatch nightmare there, uh, provided everyone stays healthy. But quite honestly, that bench for the Lakers, like, 
Catavius Pope had no points and right. five fouls. Like, seriously, right. dude? Like, where where's the points coming from here, Dane? Where, where are they coming Howard, from? Baby. Yeah. Dwight Howard and Jared Dudley are technically the answers to your question. Oh, my. Okay. And you guys don't see a problem with that at all? Where, where, where I'm just answering your question, John. I'm not judging. I, you know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> exactly where are the points going to come? Because LeBron and, and, and Anthony Davis are not going to be playing 40 minutes a game here. Let's That's face right. it here, And they're guys. not going to play 82 games a season either, Exactly. Joe. So Okay. And when you look at the plus minus here, look at the plus minus of this bench. Dudley yes. was minus 20. You know, yep. guys like Cook and Howard. Then, like you said, look at the plus minus of this bench on the other side of town. You know, yep. Harold, Lou Williams, Harkless. These are guys, you know, that know their role and can produce. I like yep. this idea of a team, and especially when Paul George gets back. And by the way, Paul George, also a good wing defender, lengthy, yep. that kind of thing. Like, this is going to be an interesting defense when you can have Beverly, Kawhi, and Leonard there out there on the wing defending people. Mm -hmm. Like, you know how they say teams are built to try to stop others? Yeah, I don't care what wing players you have. These guys can lock you down. Yeah, I, uh, I don't... Yeah, it's going to be interesting because if I'm I'm rolling out Lou Williams, like you said, Montrez Harrell off my bench and right. I'm going to get the kind of production that I'm going to get from them and you're pulling out Jared Dudley and Quinn Cook. Um, right. That's a problem, guys. That's going to continue. George. But again, this was the problem we had said in the offseason going, you're spending all of this money on dudes that and this was the problem they ran into in uh, in Golden State as well. You're so front-heavy and top-heavy, the bench and depth are going to suffer. And th it's going to suffer here with the, with the Lakers. You can obviously tell that last night. I don't know. Those guys will get a little bit better as it goes. But if I got to worry about Cantavius Caldwell-Pope to score me 15 off the bench, oh, yeah, okay, let me. And, again, I want to remind everyone who the favorite in this game was. And what right. the market said was going to happen in this game. And and remember right. this moving forward, guys. The Lakers might very well be, Dane, the biggest Played overvalued it. bet on the board every week, uh, at least for the first couple of months of the season, because they're the Lakers and it's LeBron, not because they're actually worthy of the uh, of the movement, but just because that's what the public is going to bet. Yeah, I think that's right. We talk about this all the time, Joe. You know, the odds and the totals that we see are not predictions. Mm. What they are is anticipating even money, right? And you got to figure there's going to be extra money on the Lake Show. I wonder, Joe, do you think it'll be different, though, at FanDuel, like, you know, in Atlantic City versus uh, out there in Vegas? Because this is an L.A. team with L.A. West Coast kind of love. Do you think... We've talked about kind of regional markets and lines. Do you think it'll be different? The Lakers will be dramatically different in Vegas than they will be, you know, with our I friends at FanDuel? No, because the, you're no? talking about national brands, essentially. Regional teams, I could see it sometimes. You know, like Brooklyn's probably going to be better than, let's say, um, you know, like Utah kind of situation sure. there. But I think the Lakers, the Cowboys, the Patriots, you know, those right. kinds of Yankees, I think they're going to get – overblown i think the books know it and you know you got lebron apolder lebron was on the east coast for his entire career so you're gonna have the whole forget about sure. the lakers not about the lakers people are betting lebron because lebron's there it's got it's gonna they're gonna win and they'll win their share of games oh, but will, yeah 
I think the things that make a championship team, like depth and, right. uh, you know, health, obviously, but yeah, there's um, there's some issues with this team. And yet we watched, even last night, we watched two teams, right? The Clippers and we watched the Toronto Raptors guys be the definition of a team. Is that fair, Dane? Yeah, absolutely. Right. And that's what we're going to see, you know, as time goes on. Also, let's remember this. LeBron James came in with that class, right? Dwayne Wade mm-hmm. retired. Chris yeah. Bosh retired. Um, you know, all the other guys in there are Carmelo Anthony can't get into the league, you know, from that year. Father right. time is undefeated. We saw that groin injury last year on Christmas take like 25 to 30 games. Right. Like, I love LeBron. I know Venmo B loves LeBron. And I'm not trying to say he's done by any stretch. Right. But, I mean... Father Time is undefeated, and look at the rest of that draft class. Dwayne Wade was doing reads for Goodyear Tires last night on yep. set. Yep. <laughs> and and you talk about miles on the yep. on the tires. You yep. know, like you talked about that in the World Series with guys like Cole and Verlander, right? Yep. For a decade, Joe. LeBron James has been playing like an extra season in terms of the playoffs, in terms of USA basketball, and like these have been high impact, high stress, all the weight on him minutes. Also, like that's correct. I, yeah, okay, yes. but I would not be surprised if on this top heavy team where Anthony Davis misses twenty to thirty games a season, I wouldn't mm. be surprised if you know they need to lean on LeBron a little bit more. And I'm just saying he's he's the, there's not as much tread on those tires as there used to be. Depth is if we learned anything last night last year, guys. We watched Kevin Durant go down. That he's the fourth All Star on that team. He went down and still with three All Stars. Golden State couldn't get it done against a team that had a team. above average, you know, had an above average player, obviously an MVP with a bunch of good players, but they had depth and depth is what matters when it comes to the playoffs. I don't see the depth on a lot of teams here. That's the problem I'm having right now. But congratulations, Kawhi. Your your ring is awaiting you in December in Toronto. Let me know how that goes over there. Oh, yeah, Danny Green, 28 points last night. That's your best player, by the way. <laughs> More coming up here, Megan Ray. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. So we got uh, some uh, not only uh, NBA continuing tonight, game two of the World Series tonight as the uh, Nationals have uh, taken a one nothing lead in the series. Verlander Strasburg uh, trying to make it 2-0 and uh, the Astros will be doing everything in their power to make sure that doesn't happen as they get ready to head back to uh, Washington for three games, 2-3-2 in this series. But we do also have some uh, some NFL games coming up this week. Week eight, uh, it'll kick off on Thursday night in a game that absolutely nobody wants to watch, but the Minnesota Vikings 
will be taking on the, uh, you know, the Washington uh, Redskins, who I believe still field a team. I'm not sure they'll score, but uh, they will field a team. And we did get, of course, some guys uh, swapping teams yesterday, Dane. Yeah. We, we talked about how we we expected uh, the the trade deadline to be a little more active this year than than in past. And certainly it didn't disappoint. We heard yesterday early that Mohamed Sanu is now a, a New England Patriot. Of course he is. And then we heard a little later in the day that Emmanuel Sanders, uh, who we knew was going to be traded, right. and the rumors were flying. We kind of thought San Francisco, but yep, yeah, no, um, yeah, that's exactly where he's going, is yeah, San Francisco, yeah. rather. Um, so I, I think both wide receivers were the winners in this situation, that they went from, uh, you know, less than mediocre teams to contenders. And I like the fit for both teams. I think it works really well. I'm not sure what the hell the Detroit, you know, the Lions ha- had been drama-free thus far, and then they went and did – they a 27 year old starting safety like I I don't I don't get what they're doing there but the Seahawks congratulations because they certainly needed secondary help I uh, I don't get it and yeah uh, I don't think that's going to be the end of it I think we're going to hear a couple of more before it's all said and done yeah I absolutely do as well you know we we talked off air about the idea of maybe the Rams dangling Brandon Cooks mm-hmm. to get some of that trade assets back. We've talked about guys like Trent Williams, who you know is adding members of the Cleveland Browns on his social media account. I think Kenyon Drake could now be a fit for those same Detroit Lions, Joe, because yes. Carry on Johnson, a guy that I have loved, is gone on IR with the knee injury. Oh, and by the way, Matt Patricia. Brian Flores, yeah, they may know each other from days in the New England defense uh, yep. room, so they may do some business together. There's some fantasy yep. winners in those two that uh, we should talk about on the other side. Of the yep, game. we'll do that coming up. Hour two, make it rain on the grid. 